there, fellow fuckers. My name is Mike, and I'm coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Jen, coming to you from in front of the pile of Tupperware. Nice. So, speaking of Tupperware, how's Tupperware going? Are you still enjoying uh, selling the Tupperware? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been busy. We had a little break, and so I queued up quite a few things to post while we were away. And a break. So you mean that we put it, we put it on vacation mode for a while. We did for a couple of days, and when we, as of today, I have four packages to mail out on Monday. Maybe there'll be some more overnight. I seem to remember a time when you said, "I can't wait until I can have four pack, five packages to ship out in one day." <laughs> I love it when I have like four or five. It makes me happy. <laughs> That's great. I love that we're getting there. I love that you're starting to sell more. All right, as long as you're still enjoying it, because as soon as you stop enjoying it. We have to stop doing this reselling because that we don't want it to be unenjoyable anymore. No, and all four are Tupperware orders so far. So that's exciting. All four, but you had you had one go out yesterday. That was something else that we're going to talk about about one of my sales that I had. Oh, I have that on my list as well, but maybe for a different reason than you. Oh, really? I yeah. Kind of figured that sure. I would talk about my sales, and you can talk about your sales. That might be a good idea. Now. How was it your sale? I bought it, you listed it, and it sold. And I agreed to take the offer. I would consider that myself. But anyway, we have a follow-up from Artkin. Artskin. He uh, he left us a comment on YouTube again, and uh, he's uh, an experienced reseller, and he's been giving us some really good advice. So he's been selling for a while. So I take what he has to say uh, to heart. I haven't done some research on some of the things that he suggested but being a seasoned reseller i take his advice on this one and one of them is that he recommends leaving off the explanation point and i kind of agree with them because it always drives me nuts when i see everybody saying oh sale sale woo, woo, woo. like all this stuff just drives me crazy i know it's clickbaity but you uh you spent some time recently on a work trip with me and you went yeah. through some of our listings. Quite Tell us about where, what that was about. Uh well then uh, you gave me the feedback. I thought, you know, it couldn't hurt to try. It certainly mm-hmm. is an easy task. It's just monotonous and time consuming. But I did feel like there was there was a possibility that it could be helpful. I was actually a fan of the way it looked visually. Uh, I had new or NOS new old stock on the end mm-hmm. of a lot of our postings with the exclamation point at the end. And I have reconfigured quite a few of our postings based on his ed- or her advice. Uh, we did, we removed the exclamation point and then I, I added NOS new old stock to quite a few of them. Replacement of new or in addition to new, um, depending on what the product itself was. And so, I, time will tell if that will be helpful or not. I haven't noticed any difference yet, but it's only been a couple of sale days. So we'll see. Right. The only one that he was for sure about was the expiration point. So that eBay actually says that they are, that it hurts the search results. The other ones was just in his own opinion that uh, leaving off either the new, because that could be misleading. You're thinking that something that we have a new brand new Tupperware, which we do have brand new old yeah. stock Tupperware. It's not new mm-hmm. molded Tupperware. So that was just in, in his own, own opinion, 
but I, I, I do trust he's the resellers and he's been reseller for a long time. So thanks, Artkin, for that advice. And we always appreciate the feedback. So if you guys ever hear any, anything that we're saying that you want to give us advice on or challenge, we're always up for a challenge. Go ahead and drop a comment down below. And if you're watching on YouTube and on the audio podcast, you can always email us at the Pickers Podcast or it's, uh, it's kind of blowing up over there on Instagram. So you can jump over there and, and leave us a comment and get a couple of messages over there too. All right, moving on from that with uh, some sales updates. So I guess you had the Cabela's quick release first or up there also. So why don't you go ahead with your number one? Sure. The two that I picked for this week to share were, were maybe for a different reason than you. And it was honestly just because I'm excited to be done with them. <laughs> the uh, sale, what the you, sales that we made. If you have the uh, Superman cup on there too, we need to start. Uh, no, 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 All right. Um, All right, go ahead. The reason I picked both of the ones that I did was because I'm just, I'm happy that they're sold. They're done. They're shipped. They're out of here. <laughs> um, both of these have been a little bit of a thorn on my side. Not too big of a thorn, but, you know, those little inconveniences. Um, we had a Cabela's archery swivel quick release in a camo pattern that we have received. We have received numerous offers on. And quite frankly, a lot of them were very low ball offers. I could not find the exact same item, but I found lots of similar items for sale on eBay. And I had picked a price point of about $40 thinking we would get an offer that would be within a few dollars of that. And we received a lot of really low ball offers, which, you know, I countered back or I declined outright because they were just like insultingly low. Um, but we, I finally went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like multiple times with this one particular buyer. And we settled up on 50% off. So I took a deal for $20 on it. It was an item that we, that we paid $5 for, which is a little more than what we normally pay for an item. Um, and so after all the shipping and such, you know, was taken out, we made $17 and 43 cents of profit. Um, so lots of back and forth on that one. And so I'm just, I'm glad it's, it's done. <laughs> right. So can you explain to the audience what a Cabela's quick release archery is? Um, no, no just not kidding. really. You you should flash a little picture of it. <laughs> this was an item you picked in an estate sale. If I've struggled to list some of the more male specific items that I have absolutely no idea what they are, what they're for, which is why Tupperware is going so well for me. <laughs> yeah, no, Jen. Fair enough. And uh, the so an archery quick release. It is uh, something that goes onto a bow and, bow and arrow set. So typically a compound bow. They're really hard to pull back. And so instead of pulling back with the fingers, they have this little clip that clips around the string. And then you draw back and as you pull sort of a trigger, it releases and opens two little jaws. So I kind of save your fingers because those compound bows are pretty tight or they have a lot of tension on them. But I know that when you're telling me that you're having a far, hard time fighting these, it, it's pretty easy to go on Cabela's website and look for a quick release that they have. And so it's Cabela's brand name. You were priced very fairly. And, uh, you know, when you can't, I know we got a couple of low ball offers, but I know this is one of the things that I always look out for at estate sales and garage sales is hunting and fishing stuff. Because it just, I have experience with it and it goes so well. And if I get it for the right price, and at this estate sale, 
we went to the half price day. So we got it for half price. So it was even cheaper than what they're listing it for. They're asking for it. So 20 bucks on a $5 item and it's pretty darn good. I'll take those all day long. To be honest, it just wasn't an item that we that we got rich on by any stretch. Um, but we have done really well on that kind of category of product in general. And so I just want yeah. to chalk it up to like so nobody really just must have wanted this particular item or just wasn't popular or this isn't the it's been listed for a while and so let's just move it out of our inventory and kind of out with the old in with the new. Cabela's is kind of like the Kirkland brand of hunting and fishing. Anyways, it's their own brand name stuff. So, all right. Sounds good. The one that I was excited for, and this thing was bought. It was one of my very first purchases when I decided to start reselling. When when Carl approached me with this idea about about reselling on eBay. And I bought like three things at the, at the Cancer Society Goodwill. So the Cancer Society Thrift Store. And one of them was a Superman mug. So I got pretty excited about it. You know, as a new reseller, I can remember those times seeing things and just thinking that you hit gold. Well, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I came across a Superman mug, DC Comics, and I thought I hit gold on this. Thing. I only paid uh, I only paid a dollar for it. And it sat, you know, how many, we've been doing this for, over a year now and this yeah. thing has sat in the in the inventory for a year but it did have a it, little chip on it it had That's a chip but it was really it cool it was actually a really cool mug i liked it a lot and it sold for 7.99 plus shipping we only paid a dollar for it so you know we made 6.99 seven bucks on the deal mm -hmm. so five bucks here five bucks there and especially to empty up old inventory and not just throw it away or, or Send it off to Goodwill. The some other seasoned retailers that we're friends with, uh, they avoid mugs altogether. And we have quite a few mugs for sale still. Um, they just think that the risk of them breaking and the weight of them makes them just an impractical resale item, even if you're picking them up for fifty cents or a dollar. I we don't really mind making money um in lower increments, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's not like a get rich quick scheme <laughs> mugs, right. but um, I am glad that that one's just moved out of the industry because I had a little chip on it. It was, wasn't perfect. The, the graphics were a little um, imperfect. Uh, so I'm glad I found a new home. <laughs> graphics were a little imperfect. That's Jen's polite way of saying it was well loved. At one it point. was well loved. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other item that I was, I'm just really excited to be done with uh, we have quite a few really good quality boxes for items that are for sale that we've either purchased or friends have just given us the box for laptops or iPads. We've found that we actually do really well uh, reselling what is essentially for other people garbage. Trash. Um, wow. I'm not exactly sure what people are doing with these boxes. I kind of pray that it's nothing like too uh, underhanded or nefarious uh, when we're selling these, but um it is fair to sell them as long as you mark them empty box only and you're showing pictures you may get crystal clear that it's the empty box uh however this particular box uh went with my new iphone 14 it was a silver pro one and before we had had somebody buy it and not pay and so it's uh waiting for payment and i reached out reached out communicated for well, we got like several times over the course of the week to try and get any kind of communication about whether we could receive payment. And the good old non-payment. We love that. Not hair. We've only had a few of those. 
and it's just discouraging, you know? I mean, it's, yes. it's frustrating that it would take so much time for such a low profit sale item. Anyhow, normally we like those to be just like real quick in and out the door. And it was just a couple dollars, you know, uh, but we right. finally sold it and, and they paid right away, which was very encouraging. Um, we made a whopping $3.70, but you know, when I'm listing these boxes, there are already other boxes out there. And so I estimate this was probably only 15 minutes worth of work and we are still new. And so we're trying to get good reviews, which we are getting good reviews from people. And so the number of sales that we're pushing through our account, it, it is helpful to do these little quick ones. And so it wasn't, it's not a hard item to list. It's not a hard item to pack up and put out for pickup. So I'm just glad to be done with that one. Exactly. I love shipping off and I'm a little discouraged because we, yeah, we have quite a few of iPhone and iPads and laptop boxes. Some of them are yeah, older. And so maybe that's why this, this is a newer on the market phone. So maybe that's yeah. why this one went well. Yeah. I'm getting that conception too, is that uh, the newer ones are selling quicker and I think I'm going to stay away from the older ones from now on and just do the newer ones. But like you said, we got them for free. So keep them up in the store. It's not hurting anything to sell them. And she when it gets out there. It always is right, a little so... weird to sell something we would usually just throw away, though. Oh, I <laughs> like love it. Several times. I know I do, too. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. I don't throw anything away anymore. Even the, when we bought our new washer and dryer, we sold the little toolkit that came with it. And it it sold fast. It did. And for like $10, we would have just like normally just... Or it would have languished in a junk drawer for like 10 years. Yep. <laughs> the junk drawers, the good old junk drawers. Yeah. All right. So the next one that I have that I would copy to see go cheap because I got really nervous when I picked it up and mm -hmm. you're like, are you sure? Did you look at the comps through this thing? But it was a uh, Gavellia cafe coffee canister. So the cobalt blue coffee canister. And it sat for a long time and I, Kind of paid a lot of money for it. It's $3.99 at the Savers down in, down in Santa Rosa. Picked it up. I'd seen that the comps were around 15 bucks, So I was kind of confident that we we're going to make quite, or not quite a bit of money, but make some money off of it. And we ended up selling that one finally. And we made, on that one, we made uh, $7.60 off of that sale. So it's still, you know, five, ten bucks, $10 sales, but... Give me 10 of those $10 sales, and that's a hundred bucks. I mean, come on. You can't, you can't get past that kind of stuff. And like you're talking about, they're pretty quick flips and quick ships. It's not a real big, hard thing that we're, you know, spending hours listing and, and shipping and dealing with. It's pretty easy. The other thing I was going to say about the Javalier blue canister, at one point we had sold that item, but the person who purchased it messages, uh, messaged us immediately asking to cancel it. So we at one point thought we had that one sold and it, it has kind of been one of those that has lingered weirdly too. So. All right. So with the sales updates, we yeah. kind of wanted to throw that in there because we know that a lot of people really enjoy seeing what has flipped, what people have flipped. So we've kind of kept that first part of the segment in there. And All right. So rolling into what the actual topic is for this episode, it is fix game changing shipping ideas every reseller must know and we uh we kind of wanted to focus on some of the learning stuff that we've been learning because we are both new new resellers we're still learning 
But I think we have enough experience over the year that we've been reselling that we can give very brand new beginners some shipping ideas. So Jen and I both came up with three ideas and we're going to share them with you. It's probably not going to be for the, for the veteran reseller, but there's a couple of things that have changed on the USPS recently. And there's a couple of things that we learned that we never heard before. So let's dive on in. Uh, do you mind if I go with number one? Go ahead. All right. So number one for me was, I just learned this recently and it's shredding old cardboard boxes for packaging material. So we all have gotten those boxes that are either a little too unusable or they're too large or it's got a rip or it's crinkled or whatever the case is. Well, we saw someone on uh, one of the, one of the social media videos that she took a very hardy shredder. So this is going to be important. It can't be just one of your really, you know, one of your $10 shredders. It's got to be a harder shredder. And she would shred the old cardboard boxes and then use that as packing material. So in, in lieu Jeez. of like air, air pillows or whatever else, they can stuff that in there to fill in the holes. And then that's another free way of getting packing material. I thought it was genius. When Jeez. Love that idea. I absolutely love that idea. I don't know how much that particular grade of machine costs. Maybe we'll be able to find one at a, at a thrift store or at a estate sale one of these days, but yep. do you have a price point in mind on one of those? No free. Hopefully if we can find one in the estate sale. Or very low cost. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that really feeds into my, one of my first tips. And that is, I feel like a lot of new resellers feel really pressured to purchase a lot of shipping materials and quite frankly is expensive and it's unnecessary. And it's interesting because we belong to a Facebook group where this was one of the topics of the week. And a lot of people were sounding off with a lot of different opinions about recycling packaging materials and uh, here at pickers we are fans i feel like one it's being a better steward of the planet there's already enough packing material that exists that you should be able to not have to necessarily every time purchase new um a lot of the times the stuff does not go to recycling centers it just goes to a landfill where it takes forever to break down and so i like the stewardship um aspect of recycling but also I'm just like really frugal at heart and where I don't have to spend money and where I can make money, I like to go that route. Um, and I have found, so that goes to my tip is ask your inner circle of friends, ask your people, ask the person that you used to work with where you know that they've got a lot of packages, a lot of boxes, a lot of like mylar padded mailers and things. And do not hesitate to turn those inside out or to cover them over with like inexpensive labels that that, I mean, you, you would have to buy labels if, if they have a lot of markings or barcodes and things. Um, there was a, you know, it's controversial because a lot of people think it looks unprofessional. I, I disagree. And honestly, we have not received a single negative or even neutral comment about mm -hmm. our packaging. In fact, we have renewed raves, raving reviews about um, the way that our things are packed up the way that they're packaged. People say it looks professional, that it's been well done. And so I see no reason currently to, to change that up. And every time I don't have to spend money on packaging, it's just more money for our bottom line. 
So Absolutely. You know, I, it was a great idea. People love to be helpful. And if you can make them feel like they really are helping you, then, you know, ask for help. Ask ask for people to do that for you. And then go, then follow through and go and get it when you say that you're going to. Make sure that you are just leaving piles. And then at their house, make sure you go pick it up um, so that they'll want to continue to help you, you know? Yep, we have a box in we have a uh, the back of our Tahoe is loaded down with boxes that we got from a church, actually. Yep. They need to be sorted and away, you know. We are <laughs> everybody knows that we're resellers. They don't think that we're gonna be professional. They don't think that we're Amazon, right? We're selling off at eBay. You're not gonna get people that are expecting Amazon bot or that aren't expecting Amazon boxes or any other thing like that. So I don't think that that's that's bad at all plus we're trying to make money as frugal gets me can we're buying as low as we can and selling for as high as we can yeah, if you're yeah. spending a ton of money on packaging on top of all of ebay's fees oh my gosh you are never going to make money doing this game there is something to add on to that though i am in the camp of taking the labels off of the box i do not want that information going out to a customer so I'm taking that information off. If you're just pulling boxes out of a trash can, I think you're right to cover up, like put your label over their labels. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd go the extra mile, but if you are doing something that's personal, personal to you, or if you're sourcing boxes, that's personal to you. I would highly recommend taking all the labels off. It just takes a minute, pull it off with the, whatever you got, pull the label off with. And uh, yeah, mark out, mark out the stuff, but don't worry about, you know, having all that. I, I think Amazon boxes are probably my favorite to reuse. Uh, those are my, and almost everybody gets Amazon orders. And so, especially if you are specific, usually I tell people, I'll take anything that's in good shape. That's 12 by 12 by 12 or right. smaller, you know? So if you're getting more Amazon boxes than you're, if you're, Getting enough Amazon boxes to ship out your orders, though, uh, I don't, might have to question your spending habits. So. That's why you have to get them from friends. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little chubby out there. All right. Good information on the boxing. I love that. I love that we're in alignment on that. Okay. So my so number three would be something that I've been dealing with recently, and it's uh, I've had two very irregular boxes that I have to ship. And what it is, it's a, a WeBoost cell phone booster. And one of the boxes is six feet long. I think it's actually more than six feet long, but it's six feet by about six inches in a square. So that's one of the boxes. The second box is a 12 by 12 by 12 by 12 box. And it's like, I tried to figure out how to list this on eBay. And you, you know, I'm, I go to school at YouTube University. So I'm typing in there how to list two different size boxes. And I'm getting all kinds of ideas on how to ship and how to uh, sell two, two different boxes. It was everything except for what I needed to know on uh, listing it. So what I did, and if you all have a, a different idea out there, feel free to share it with me. But what I did is I took the two sizes and the weight and I took it to my local UPS store and I asked them how much it would be to ship this if I was going to ship it to the store. And so they gave me a cost. And what I did was I just took that and I put free shipping on my listing. So I got the cost that I wanted and I added the, the amount of free shipping on, or the amount of shipping on there. 
So that way I knew no matter what I sold the box for, I wouldn't be chilled by the shipping. It wouldn't be an unreasonable cost because the six foot long box is a, is an unusual size. And I knew it was going to cost more money than just your standard old ground advantage box. So I wanted to be sure that I was doing it. And I think that I figured out how you can put two different size boxes in one listing, but I'm not a hundred percent on it. So I don't want to talk about it on in this episode and give people the wrong information. So, but I'd love to hear your comments. What you, what kind of advice that you had down in the comments below. And, and maybe then, once it sells, we can follow back up with um, what we ended up doing, how much it ended up costing to, to do that specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I saw plenty of things that showed you how to ship two different size boxes. Mm -hmm. There wasn't how to list two different size boxes, which I thought was really, really weird. Maybe it's just something I'm missing. But anyway, that's something new to think about, new that we're learning. And we'll keep you updated when we ship it out. So if you're looking for a WeBoost RV cell phone booster, go ahead and head over to Pickers Podcast and you can pick it on up for us. All right, what's your number four, Jen? Well, um, it goes along, it's, it's a little opposite of what I've just said. I, we really do like to save and try to get as much packing material as we can for free. But eventually, you start doing enough business, you're probably going to find that you're needing to purchase some supplies. It, it feels a little inevitable at a certain point. You can only get so much for free. Now, I like free a lot better, so it's been hard for me to spend some money. <laughs> But I've noticed uh, in particular, four by four by four boxes, I don't really get a lot of free boxes that come anywhere near that size. I, and we're getting a lot of free boxes, but they're just, they're not that size. And I'm also mm -hmm. not getting a lot of free material that's eight by eight by eight. And I would say that those are the two sizes I find myself most frequently in need of personally with the items that we're listing and I also kind of had the need for some longer length padded mailers. And so knowing this, I've been kind of on the hunt for, of course, the best possible price because I don't like spending money on this type of thing because some of our Tupperware items are 12 inches long to 13 inches long, but they're skinny. Like they're utensils, they're cooking utensils yeah. or so what, uh, grilling. What, si what size mailers did you get? What size did you go with? I think they're 15 inches long and, uh, but I, you can double them and like tape it so that they're not as wide when you go to mail them. Plus I just extra padding. And so I needed something that was long, but also skinny for some of these utensils. And so I accidentally discovered that if you need to make an Amazon return anytime soon, and of course mm -hmm. this is going to be in the next couple of weeks, but I don't know how long this goes for, so this might date this podcast a little bit, but you can always be on the lookout for deals that are very similar. Right mm -hmm. now, if you take your Amazon return to Staples and just get it back to Amazon through them, they will in the store hand you a $10 off, $30 purchase coupon. And there's a lot of fine print on it, but it does work on Staples branded packing and mailing supplies and right now and probably frequently those supplies go on sale i would never go into staples and pay full price for their packing supplies 
you can order them online probably a lot cheaper and have them come right to your door. But if you just happen to need to ship something back to Amazon and they will pay you $10 to do it, I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, I'll look for a good deal in the store. And so I found that they have pretty decent size selection of boxes at our local store. But I ended up buying, they had a deal where if you buy five or more packages of padded envelopes, then you got a special price. And then I stacked the coupon on top of that. And I think I ended up buying the different sizes, but I've bought over 50, the ability to mail 50 pieces of, of things that we would sell. And they were way under 50 cents each. And so really anything under a dollar, I think feels like price. good, but 50 cents to, I think to 60 cents, I got some different sizes. Um, they, that is a pretty good, and you're going to have to pay pretty good to stack a coupon on top of a deal. So. Those are some spe- those are some specially sized things that you're talking about, though. So I think yeah. I think you're good. And so a couple of clarifying points on that what Jen was talking about was that you can take Amazon to Kohl's. Amazon returns turns can go to Kohl's. You can take them back to the UPS store, and then I didn't know that you could take them back to Staples. So that was kind of cool when I saw that email come in and. And then they're offering that $10 off. That one's pretty cool. What got us really looking into the staples was we started looking on that Facebook group that they were, that they were paying oh, pennies on the dollar for 20 and 30 counts of some of these boxes that were on clearance on the staples clearance site. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, Jim, but that kind of annoyed me that some of those people, they bought like 40 or 50 of those combined pieces. And I'm like, you got, come on, leave some for the rest of us. I mean, you're not going to sell through that much. You're just being greedy at that point. And that it just drives me nuts when people are greedy like that. I can understand if you're using them and you're going to sell them and you're going to go through them within the six months, fine. Buy that many for your inventory. But if you're going to sit on those for two years, that's just annoying to me. But that's all right. I'll get off my soapbox now. That's a great idea on the staples. Yeah. So you can just save a little bit of money. All right. Good stuff. And for my number five is when you're combining two orders. So obviously we have a lot of Tupperware and we have a lot of Tupperware sales. And some people have been buying multiple different lots of Tupperware that we have on our store. And what they're asking for is they're asking this combined shipping costs. And I kind of had a little mini heart attack the first time somebody asked us to do that. I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. What do I do? I don't, I'm not used to people buying more than one thing of uh, one thing off my store. But a couple of ways that we found that we can go around it is one of the most common ways is to actually combine, have the person buy both the orders and then you send a refund for the for the amount that you know for the for the what am I trying to say negative amount the difference uh, yeah the for, difference. for the difference yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah. gosh. Thank you for the difference. The other way is you can make an invoice. I don't know if this is a something about when you have a store that you can make an invoice or if you can do it off of the free eBay account also. But you make an invoice and then that combines the shipping. I've never done the invoice and I haven't played around with it. So I don't know how it works. And then the very last one is, and I hope I'm not just making this up that I saw this somewhere. But it was, you make a private listing for your buyer. So what Jennifer did on a couple of ours is she took 
both of the sales and she combined both products and then, you know, got the size and the weight and plugged in the dimensions and it gave the buyer a good price or the, the price for the, both the items. And then the buyer, you know, she sent the listing to the buyer, the buyer paid for it instead of just combining the two. But those are some pretty There's good ideas. You got, a, you got another way? What's another way? I have an additional another way. Uh, so if someone messages you and they're communicating in advance of buying, which is always preferable, you can take, you can edit one of the listings prior to them purchasing it. And then you can edit the second listing or the third or the fourth or however many things that they want to buy and make it be free shipping. And then on the screen where you go to make the label, like, once they've paid for one of the things with shipping, uh, you can join the orders. There's a little box and a little place where you can combine the orders on the uh, label making screen. And so well, I just recently did that for someone. So I just, I just made sure that it was going to be enough shipping to cover the cost of what they were ordering. In this case, they were ordering the book. So there was enough shipping already on the first listing. So that I just switched the second listing to free shipping told them that it was ready for them to buy it. They bought it. And then I just combined the order on the shipping screen and they went out under the same tracking number in the same package together. Oh, that's cool. That, that yeah. is the way to go. That See, I would have been nervous to get, I never would have found that because I would have been nervous to get all the way to that screen before, you know, you, the buyer pays. Wow. That just would have been nerve wracking. eBay can make it a lot easier on doing some of this stuff. I just saw it and I decided to be brave and give it a try and it worked great. So yeah, that um, fantastic. but that only works if they communicate to you beforehand. And so we have had a person buy two things and they're saying like, can you do something about the shipping? Well, at the point that they've already placed their orders and they've already paid that at that point, it's just a refund back. And at that point they've already paid. So it's kind of up to you how much you wants to refund back to them um, so if you need to cover your costs for your packing material or if it's a different yeah. size box then you need to be thinking about that before you tell them how much you're going to refund them but i usually tell people um we can refund you some of it and you know have there anybody complain yet about getting a little of no. refund so it's it's in in our examples, it has worked so far. No one has has complained or said, "Oh, that wasn't enough of a you know a refund." And quite honestly, shipping is expensive, and so we try to ethically list our pieces with appropriate shipping amounts. Now, I know a lot. I see a lot of listings, and it throws me as a seller when I'm having to research an item to choose what the price is going to be. I have to factor that in. I'm like. Oh, they have it for sale for $5.99, but the shipping is $20. And I'm like, wait a second, that weighs six ounces. The shipping for that should be $4.75 or something, five bucks, $5.75. And so um, then I can price mine appropriately and pick appropriate shipping. And we have had comments. People have specifically given us feedback and comments in praise of just like fast, fair, of appropriately priced shipping. So I think... If there's two choices, I think sometimes people will pick you if you're just upfront, like this is how much I'd like to sell the item for and this is how much the shipping is going to cost and we're not trying to make money off of shipping, you know, but we do need to cover our costs on the shipping, so. Exactly. You know, I hate it when they understand like, it. Yeah. 
I hate it when they jack up the shipping like that on those, some of those listings. It's like, just, just put it to the price. Come on. Now, conversely, we've had some people complain about if something is big and it is bulky and it's over that 12 by 12 by 12 size and it weighs 8 pounds, 10 pounds, like, I'm sorry, it really does depend where you are in the United States. So just handle those questions or those comments with as much professionalism as you can, you know, as they can manage because... Um, it really isn't your fault. You don't need to feel like you've done anything wrong. You can double check to make sure that you haven't made a mistake in the, you know, you've keyed in something incorrectly, but I've had a couple of mm-hmm. times where I just messaged people back and I say, you know, I'm sorry, this is the product itself is 17 inches wide and it, it's, it's coming in at 17. This is a calculated shipping. You live on the other side of the United States. It's going to cost $25 and, and you know, sorry. That's right. Got to pay the fees. <laughs> You're not going to make everybody happy. We've just come to come to agree that we're not going to make everybody happy. Jen does an amazing job at the customer service side of it, though, and the way that she responds to people. Okay, so are you ready for just on that note? I was interested in this because I saw it earlier when I was researching this episode. You want to hear some some stats that are just going to make you cringe on our sales? Oh no, <laughs> so discouraging. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> So, <laughs> for I'm just going to give you this one because I know the other one will be disheartening and I don't want it to be disheartening. It's already disheartening for me. For shipping labels, they have accounted for 43% of our selling costs. So, shipping alone has, has, has accounted for 43% of our selling costs. Golly, that's not even including the eBay fees. But, no, no wonder why we're not making very much and I don't want to be disheartened by that because we are still making a ton of money. We're going to go over some of those numbers after Jen's number six when we give the Tupperware update. So, Jen, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and get us, give us your number six that you have going on? Sure. So, I work from at home, and I'm thinking that probably a lot of people are doing this as a side hustle. Maybe they're at home caring for children, and they're trying to sell on eBay or some other scenario where you are at home. And I wanted everybody to realize you don't have to go to the post office physically yourself. Um, You can be one. You should be really nice to your postal service worker. You should become (laughs) friends with them. The person that comes to your house every day to read their mail, you should be cousin. You should be doing something nice for them at Christmas. You should be blessing them throughout the year. I've given, we've given ours, um, so that's, that's not the tip, but you can do like a little gift card. I don't think they're supposed to accept anything that's like too, um, there's probably like a threshold that they're supposed to abide by, but you can buy them like a hamburger. I've given them like flowers before. Just use your own judgment. Give them something yeah. nice for Christmas time. Come on. You're not trying to bribe them, but you're just trying to bless them. And so think through with your own, like, is this a bribe or is this blessing and Bless them because they are in some terrible weather. Nobody, weather. nobody that listens to us is bribing anybody on the podcast. <laughs> oh, anybody not. in the United States Postal Service. Okay. Make sure that there are More. some rules. So make sure that you're like keeping it just, you know, a small blessing is nice. We got it. You don't have to go. You're over, spreading but, the beat. Uh, don't bother me. Become friends with the person who is delivering your mail every day. And, or if you live in an area, uh, Anybody can schedule a pickup for a package. So all you have to do is go out to the USPS's website. You can schedule them to come. 
You don't need to make a special trip to the post office because what that does is it's using your time, it's using your gas, and you know, you know, it's unnecessary. Uh, if I have more than two packages, I go to the post office because usually I'm, I'm mailing more than a few things at a time. But there are times where I'm at home and I think like, I mean, like the phone, that box that we sold, I mean, $3.70 on that. I am not going to the post office, special trip, even though it's very close and diminishing my profits further. When I know that my, my, my wonderful mail lady is coming in the three o'clock PM hour every day, she can take that one back with her and you don't have to be nervous. They have a scanning gun with them for where they're delivering packages. Your package will get instantly scanned into the, you know, into the tracking system system it's not going to go missing nothing bad's going to happen to it send it with them they're already there and save yourself the trip especially as the holidays are coming the holidays are really busy at the post office so you can save yourself yeah. some time and some sanity I, I don't mind going to the post office or yachts with you but i get where you get covered from some people live quite far away from their post offices all right no, so they're like a Hold on. A secondary tip to that. If you do, in fact, live close to your post office and you only have like one or two small little packages that need to go, you could consider combining that with a little bit of physical activity for the day. So there are many times that I... Get your steps in. Get your steps in. in. It's 18 minutes each direction to walk to our post office, our closest one. And so I can get a 40-minute walk and it just gets me out. If the weather's nice, sometimes I'll just walk it and I will combine it with my exercise. That's a sub tip. Perfect. <laughs> Great advice. All right. So those are our six tips. If you're a beginning reseller or even if you're a veteran reseller and you haven't thought about any of those yet, they're great ideas. And as always, if you have your own ideas, feel free to drop them in the comments below or go over to Instagram. It's probably one of the ones that's taken off for us. And uh, we are on X. Yeah, so that's the old Twitter, Elon's new new app that we're kind of taking off on that one too. It's kind of nice. But anyway, it's at Pickers Podcast and neither one of this. So this part of the episode is a Tupperware update. Y'all have been following us on our Tupperware journey. So we like to give this part and just let you know where we're at, how it's going. So for overall sales in eBay, I kind of like this number a lot. And our average sale, and this isn't just for Tupperware, this is an average sale on our eBay store. Kind of nerding out on the on the eBay store stats, but we're averaging $35.59 per sale on our eBay store, which is kind of cool. That's funny. I like that. And now for the Tupperware update, as you all know, or if you're new to the, new, new to listening to our show, we picked up uh storage unit full of tupperware so 500 pieces of tupperware for a thousand dollars cost us nine hundred dollars to go down there and get it down in la and come back with it so right now we are sitting at 1900 on a cost and we have made 376 dollars and 96 cents which is very impressive that is that's net that's net cost mm-hmm. after all the fees and everything else that's going into it and so that breaks it down to we still have $1,523.04 to go before we break even on this Tupperware journey. So we sold 28 listings. We have an average profit of $13.46 per sale. So 
we just started selling Tupperware. We've only sold 28 listings. We're averaging $13.50 on profit. It is going to take us no time to break that $1,900. And I really feel like this is the quarter of the year where people are starting to buy more, especially this type of thing. You got Thanksgiving coming, you got Christmas coming, you got holiday parties and hostessing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we're... I think we're primed for really good sales. And I think I've streamlined some of the listing now. So I'm getting the hang of it. I'm starting to learn a lot more than I ever thought I would know about about Tupperware as a subject. And so we have actually items that are Christmas in theme or decoration. And so I'm predicting that this is going to really start to take off over the next two months. I, I'm feeling really good about things. And... I think it it'll be no time before we have that money recouped and then we're into the into the pure profit. <laughs> Absolutely. We are oh, party <laughs> that day. <laughs> have a tub war party. So we need to have a tub war party. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so so far it was starting up at our store. We have we have reached or we have been listed in six hundred and eighty thousand different times somebody has had the opportunity to click on our link so they've seen our link to our store on one of our products can you believe that almost seven hundred thousand times somebody has had the opportunity to click on one of our links now clicking on one of our clicking on one of our links and and going over to a to a a sales conversion rate it's a little bit lower it's dropping a little bit but we're at two percent which is not bad for the 30-day rolling average i like those numbers we have a lot of watchers. We got a lot of watchers and a lot of Tupperware right at the moment. So a lot of a lot of people are clicking on our stuff. They're just not buying. So commit. Yeah, pull the trigger. All right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in, and as always, uh, feel free to leave a comment below at Pickers Podcast. Oh, I forgot about trades because <laughs> I suck at trivia and I don't want to do trivia. But I'm sorry. It's your turn. Right. I wrote trivia just for you. All right. Jen's got <laughs> trivia this week. I'm horrible at trivia. So let's go ahead. Let's get it over with. What do you got? I think if you really use your noodle that you might do really well this week. All right. Because I try, I'll try hard. Easy. Okay, try hard. I thought I would start you with an easy one. True or false, Mike? True or false? No matter how remote the USPS must deliver to every U.S. address. True. Oh, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Absolutely, 100%. Is required yes. by the uni- <laughs> it's required by the Universal Service Obligation Law that, that, govern, that governs their operations. As a result, the USPS delivers to over 153 million addresses nationwide, including those in, most, in the most remote and difficult to reach places. So no matter Whoa. where you are, you can buy our Tupperware. <laughs> we'll ship Whoa. it to you. Nice. And they will bring Classy. it to you. I know, isn't that neat? I know that's kind of nerdy and cool. All right, here's here's number two. All right, what do you got? The first, the very first postal stamp ever created in 1847 featured which notable figure? A. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, it's multiple choice. It's multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. A, Benjamin Franklin, B, Abraham Lincoln, or C, George Washington? Abraham Lincoln. Oh, no, it's, it's George Washington. 
It's Benjamin Franklin. Oh, really? He was, he was, he was on the first 1847. That was probably a, a hint at would have helped you um, pick better <laughs> uh, the date. But that's okay. We'll go on to the next one. We still have one more chance. Yes. Which location is the home to the original United States Post Office? Oh, this is fascinating to me. I have no idea, but it's fascinating to me. Is it multiple choice? It is. A- an Irish pub in New York City, B, a library in Virginia, or C, a tavern in Boston. Oh. Man, common sense would make me think it was a library, postage library, right? But us Americans, we really like to drink, so I would think it's one of the pubs. So I'm going to go with A. Oh, you were so close. You were on the right track. It was a tavern in Boston. And actually, oh. Benjamin, it was Benjamin Franklin's, like, he was the first person to do it in a, in the tavern in Boston. That's why they put his face on the first stamp. Oh, fascinating. I know, right? That oh, was I, cool trivia. I like it. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> All right, Jen, thanks for the trivia. It made it less, less frightening for me, less, uh, didn't hurt as much. I still failed, though. <laughs> I failed. Oh. <laughs> All right, fellow pickers, go find your treasure one story at a time. And remember, it isn't reselling. You're not putting a stamp on it. <laughs>